0: Welcome back, listeners, to another go to go exciting go episode now. of Bills and, Bills and Beers, the and Buffalo Bills, Bills preview podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, it's just me and the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton.
1: How you doing tonight?
0: Uh, we're without Sujit. We're without Bill, and of course, without the long-forgotten Jam and Jeff Day. But we're coming off our bye week, so. Um, Thirst for Buffalo Bills football is at an all-time high.
1: It is, and you know what? This game this weekend is a big-time game.
0: It is a big-time game. In fact, the the third quarter here of the season, the the Chiefs, the Browns, the Jets, and the Dolphins, and not in that order, all very big games. We have um, so three of those opponents sit right now at five and three, including the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Correct, and there's a big difference between. Six and three and five and four.
0: Agreed completely. Well we got a lot to talk about. We'll get right into it tonight. Billsandbeers.com, best way to find us. Tell tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell everybody you know about our podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. No game to go over, so we'll just talk about the Chiefs and what's going on in the NFL.
1: Shout it right now, baby! Come on, come on, say
0: so, how did you spend your bye week, Cassie? Uh,
1: very hungover on Sunday. That's how I spent it. We had a wedding on Saturday night. So, it was a, a very good timing for a bye week for both the Bears and the Bills.
0: So, uh, another uh, we, we would be remiss in mentioning big news from Bills Nation today announced that the Bills will play the Jaguars in London next year. Um, and it'll be on October 25th. I'll be there. You're going to go? Go, I'm going. That's awesome. But that means, and I think I also read that th- now they're going to give all the London teams the following week as their bye, which means we're going to have the Daylight Savings Weekend as the bye week again in 2015, which is really nice. To get that extra hour and then not have to devote three hours to football is really sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it felt good, and, and just knowing that I m- maybe over-invited the night before, mm. it, it worked out well, so... You know, it was good. What about you? Anything?
0: So, I actually went to a Halloween party at Bill's. Mm -hmm. And uh, earlier in the day, I had my first foray back into pick-up basketball. Full court. A lot of fun. Legs treated me well. Um, I still had my first step. I was moving really good. Wind was great. Uh, Won all the games I was in, so I kept playing. So, I played for like an hour and a half straight. And then close to the end of one of the games, I uh, had a... Fast break to the rack, but I had to make a really aggressive move to put some space between me and the other guy who was coming down on me, so I needed two hard, quick steps to get to the rim, and I got about halfway through the first step and pulled my hamstring something fierce. Uh, I felt what appeared, or felt like, I should say, a tennis ball size pop in my hamstring, and I just immediately pulled up, like tossed the ball over my shoulder. I was like, that's it. We're done. We're done. So I was suffering a little bit last Saturday night. I also had to replace my iPhone because I dropped a weight on it Friday at the gym. Oh, it was not a good weekend. No, it was not a good weekend. No, and you didn't Long have the bills short. to
1: revive it. No, either. I didn't yeah. really have
0: much. I got an extra hour of sleep, but that was about it. But yeah. I spent I spent most of that hour icing my hamstring. Um, so that's that's how my weekend went. Yeah,
1: you know who spent their weekend doing something very. Good for the community and good for himself.
0: Are you... Hold on. Fred Jackson. I was going to say, you're getting this from Instagram, I aren't am. you? I
1: Of course I'm getting it from Instagram. He uh, went to Cincinnati to see the uh, the young lady playing the basketball game. Got a lot of positive wait, PR wait, press. And... I,
0: I only heard a little bit of this, so back up and tell me the whole story.
1: So there's a girl in Cincinnati that's suffer- suffering from like a inoperable brain tumor, brain cancer, or something like that, and played in her senior day basketball game. Um, and they televised it live and apparently she was wearing a mask or something even on the bench, but a lot of people came out and supported her.
0: Why did Fred um, Jackson go? What was his connection?
1: He, his wife apparently suggested that they go and just watch this and support somebody out there that needed some support.
0: As, as if we needed another reason for Fred Jackson to be our favorite Buffalo Bill. Do you think they'll give him, Now nah, I don't want to get into it. Um. So, yeah, so that was the bye week. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time, um, aside from my hamstring But it also kind of, like, precluded me. And also, having played basketball all day, like, I really wasn't in the mood to get rip and drunk at Bills. Um, so I just drank light beer all night and just kind of took it easy. And nice. And then, then came home and fell asleep.
1: Felt a lot better the night or the next morning.
0: Yeah, well, aside from the, the hamstring that wouldn't bend. But, yeah. Uh, so we got through it. And in the process, some interesting developments in the NFL most notably in the AFC, as we mentioned up top, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills, all sitting at 5-3 and three right now. So these next four games are very much the do-you-want-to-make-the-playoffs gauntlet that the Bills have to go through. No better time to be coming off the bye week. But lest we forget, we came off our bye last year Oof. to face the Kansas City Chiefs at home, and that didn't go so well.
1: It, I, you know, I had an interesting conversation today with a coworker who looked at me and said... What is it like to say, "Oh, Kyle Orton is my savior quarterback"?
0: Did a guy or a girl say that? It was
1: a gentleman. Okay,
0: who's, a, who's his team? The Bears. Hmm. Okay. And I did you ask him how year six of the Cutler experience is
1: going? <laughs> yeah, I should have. But I, I looked at him and I said, "It actually feels pretty good." And didn't Eli Manning win two Super Bowls?
0: Exactly. Here's the thing about Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton is putting up some monster numbers um, for a quarterback that is not on anybody's radar who should be in the top 10, yet in most meaningful categories, he is in the top 10. Um, What worries me right now about Kyle Orton as a Bills fan is that we heard a lot of the same things about Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2011. He had a good four-game stretch. Mm -hmm. The knock on him being, unlike what people said about Fitzpatrick, is that He's the quarterback that everybody loves but nobody wants. And everybody keeps passing him over for what they think is and often are wrong to assume is a shinier object. First it was Rex Grossman, then it was Tim Tebow. And I think we may have talked about this on the podcast last week. I'm just skeptical, again, because I'm a a damaged Bills fan, that in fact teams aren't wrong to overlook him in favor of something else.
1: Oh, and I I totally agree with you, but... I don't think we need that shiny object on our team right now.
0: I totally agree.
1: We just need someone who can get the job done. I don't want you to shine at it, and I don't want you to suck at it. I just want you to be in this like mediocre level where you don't, you don't need to win us a game, but you don't need to lose us a game.
0: And honestly, Cass, and I know so many people in Bill's Nation will argue with me about this, I always thought that's precisely what Fitzpatrick was for us. And while people wanted to you know, get all pissed off about Ryan Fitzpatrick losing his games and throwing picks in the worst times possible. And all that was more or less true. Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2011-2012 was playing on a Bills team that fielded historically bad defenses. And Ryan Fitzpatrick simply wasn't good enough to win games by overcoming what the defense was allowing from our opponents. And I have to believe that with the talent we now have at wide receiver, more on that in a second, and with what we have on the defensive side of the ball, who, make no mistake, has won us games this year. We are winning games solely because of our defense, because they allow us to win games by only putting up 17 points. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, now, not ironically, would have us at 6-2 and two right now, which we we should be at 6-2 and two if, if we hadn't lost to the Ryan Fitzpatrick-led Houston Texans, but he had nothing to do with that win.
1: I... I agree with you. I think that there's one big difference between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kyle Orton, and that is a level of accuracy that I think Orton has that Fitzpatrick doesn't have.
0: I also think he has a better arm.
1: Yes, correct. And with the wide receivers that we have right now, we need someone that has that, that arm and and a little bit of that accuracy. I mean, we've seen Orton throw the ball all over the place, but in catchable areas where our wide receivers are making catches. Now, Fitzy would either zing that ball in there and get it right into the money zone, or he'd overpass the wide receiver by 25 yards.
0: Agreed. But lest lest we also forget that Ryan Fitzpatrick was a part of the T.J. Graham and Donald Jones era. And, I mean, David Nelson was the best receiver we had for a while there. I mean, Stevie Johnson obviously doing his thing. But he certainly didn't have the equivalent of a Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins. Now... Big news out of Bill's camp yesterday. Sammy injured his groin, which apparently has been injured since the Minnesota game. Uh, but I think he's expected to play. However, I'm, I'm not all that deterred by this. I think that um, anybody who watched last year's Chiefs game know that we had a winning game plan in place. And I also don't think that if we take Sammy Watkins out of the formula that we would lose a whole lot. I do, however, think that with Sammy Watkins... In the game, it's ours to lose.
1: Well, and Sammy's played with, like, broken ribs. I think he Yeah, can... that
0: came out. Literally broken ribs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I think if his groin is tweaked a little bit, he'll, he'll be out there and he'll be just as big of a threat as he has been.
0: I agree. But here's the problem, Cass. He's 21 years old. He's not going to be able I mean, he can't be this constantly injured guy much longer. And when you're giving up draft picks for a wide receiver, a position that does have longevity, yeah. when he gets to be our age, he he's these nicks and bruises are going to catch up with him. He's. He, I mean, he's got to show me that he can stay healthy. Now, I mean, show me. Yeah, right. Like, who, who am I? Yeah. But you, you understand what I'm and, saying.
1: And I totally agree with you, but I also am not as worried. I mean, a rookie in his first year – He's not used to going through this. His body's not used to it. A lot of the players say, you know, it takes a little while to get like, okay, this is what my I need to feed my body. I mean, these young guys think that they're invincible, and they feed their body crap. They don't take care of themselves enough. They don't they don't do the things in off days and off season that needs to be done. Whereas the older you get and the more you play, the more you learn that stuff. So coming out first year, I'm not as worried now. If it starts to be a pattern year after year, yeah, he's injury prone.
0: Now. To your point, however, I think that it's it's been well documented now that Sammy Watkins puts in those reps, those after-practice reps, and does the things behind the scenes that he needs to do to keep his body in check, so hopefully that continues to be the case. Now, about these Kansas City Chiefs, um, they've got a dynamic pass rush in, in uh, Tamba Ali and also in Justin Houston that... Could be problems for the Bills. The problem is coming off our bye. We don't know what this offensive line is going to have put together. We don't know what the scheme is going to be like to block these guys. I'm not that concerned about our offense moving the ball. What I am concerned about is Alex Smith playing right into the strategy that our defense has won on so far, which is give up the small play so we don't give up the big play when the small play is all Alex Smith wants to take all year. He has not thrown a pass for more than 34 yards yet this year and ha- having no knowledge about that pass, I'm willing to put money on the line that that was a 34-yard catch and run. I think this past weekend he threw his first touchdown pass where the ball traveled more than five aerial yards into the end zone. Oh. So this is a team that succeeds by and is willing to and would actually rather dink and dunk you to death, and that's precisely how our defense is set up to be beat.
1: I would agree. I mean, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I just the uh, I'm so nervous just coming off of off of a bye week because we had great momentum going into that bye week. Yeah, big win. We've what's been three years since the last one we won going into a bye week.
0: Well, last year. Last year we beat the Jets going into it's our bye. Week. Week. So yep. it's funny that we went Jets by Chiefs two years in a, a row. row. Is that did we play the Chiefs coming off the bye last year? I want to believe we did cuz Tool was the starter. I think he had two weeks to prepare. We could we could easily look yeah. this up in less than 30 yeah. seconds. Um
1: Only there's a thing that could oh yeah, do that for us. If only I
0: had the entire knowledge of the universe at the at the tips of my fingers. Um, it, it is a weird phenomenon, but to your point, no, it had been years prior to last year that we had won going into the bye. And, of course, we squandered that last year. I don't know. This feels like a different team. But, again, for a defense that relies on – or, excuse me, a team that relies on the defense, this might not be the best matchup for us.
1: No, I would, I would totally – and Alex Smith is a veteran quarterback. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. You know, he – there's shades of uh, what's-his-name in the Chargers. that They kind of – Yeah. Rivers, you know. They kind of sometimes remind me of each other. So that does make me a little bit nervous. But – Now, he
0: doesn't have a – he doesn't – there's nobody on the Chiefs, however, that's the equivalent of Antonio Gates. Gates correct. Um, correct. In fact, they don't have really much to say for offensive weapons that I would say. And they, like the Bills, are a 5-3 and three team who are looking to prove themselves. So th- this could be a very difficult game. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. But rest assured, it's not going to be a cakewalk.
1: You know what this game has? Wildcard implications.
0: Ooh. Well, with that said, should we uh, should we abandon this and then head right into the wildcard section? It looks like you're a little low on beer, like I oh, am. Oh,
1: I am. Yeah, we I, we could do a refill there.
0: Good. Well, this is a special episode of Bills and Beers, but it's a bit of a truncated one as well, which means we're coming up on the end of the episode, and like all episodes, great or otherwise. Episodes end. This one is no different. That brings us to the wild card portion of today's episode.
1: Wild card.
0: And we are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who um, have uh, Native American origins to their name. Uh, the, the Chiefs used to do the tomahawk chop, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In Arrowhead Stadium, which again plays to the Native American motif. And we actually did talk about this issue briefly a couple weeks ago when Suge was talking about Dot Indians, not Feather Indians. And so now that we're playing one of these teams and amid the controversy from uh, Washington, D.C. and the Redskins, we thought we'd use this as an opportunity to say if we eradicated all Indian names from all teams... Based on where they're from, uh, what would we change those names to? So that's today's wild card. Uh, Cass, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs gonna, right off okay. the list. Off okay. of there. And I will call it the Kansas City BBQs. Uh,
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Uh, we have, we also have the Kansas City Royals. But to be totally honest, the only thing that Kansas City is known for, at least to me, is barbecue and Google Fiber. So
1: True. Um, okay. Oh. You know, you could also be like the Kansas City two-staters. That's Because it's a city that goes through two states.
0: And Arrowhead Stadium is in Missouri. Yes. Uh, so. But I do like the, San, the Kansas City <laughs> barbecue. And that and that would also give them an opportunity, Cass, to be the first uh, non-S plural football team, right? I believe so. You know, like we have the Chicago Fire and you know, the Utah Jazz. Jazz.
1: yeah. I don't think that there's a, an NFL team.
0: No, so they would be the Kansas City barbecue. Uh, I will go ahead. I'll take the. Um, I'll take the. Uh, I'll take the Washington Redskins. I'll take them off the list because uh, not well, not because, but they are probably the most likely to be the uh, the next team, or at least the first team uh, to have to change their name. You know, a lot of football teams, the Packers, the Steelers, sort of encompasses the. Um, the local professions. Yes, yes. So I would say it would have to be the Washington bureaucrats, or or you know like the Washington the Washington government contractors. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, in a very corrupt team. Then at yeah. that so.
0: And it would somehow incorporate uh, teams that are constantly lying about their MBE WMBE status so they can get extra funds from the government. You know, say yeah. say I'm a woman run business when in fact um, the only woman is associated with the business is my wife and she hasn't she hasn't even graced the door of the office. That would be, um, I think, that would be one of the hallmarks of the, yeah, the very, Washington bureaucrats. Yeah,
1: it's very apropos. Uh, on the next on the list, I think I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Um, off of there, and I'm going to go with the Atlanta Sprawlers. Oh yeah. <laughs> because Atlanta <laughs> yeah. has a bad case of urban sprawl. Yeah, it does. And that city just (laughs) is people just in their cars driving around nonstop. But from
0: what I understand, Atlanta, probably not a bad place to raise a family. I mean, the humidity would kill me. I wouldn't do too well in the heat either. But So they have urban sprawl and they have like just suburbia as far as the eye can see. But from what I understand, houses down there are a bit on the palatial side, and also really cheap.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. House Hunters, man. That's a place that...
0: Yeah, so that's true, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get a lot for a little in Atlanta. What's up with that? And, like, is it ever going to change? Or is that just going to be perpetually, like, America's cheapest place to live?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But then they also have a lot of townhomes. It's like a <laughs> oh. lot of very, t- like, sprawling townhome complexes. So... I just...
0: Yeah, townhome. No, yeah, you know,
1: and the real estate agent can be like their their mascot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) just just a woman in a pink pantsuit. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna go ahead uh, cast again since uh you know uh, hitting close to home. I'm gonna take the Chicago Blackhawks off the list, and we have been fortunate, some might say, to be living here in the city of Chicago during two bids for the Stanley Cup. And I can tell you, Cass, that this town is a Bears town. Mm -hmm. It's split between the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs, although you wouldn't know it because both of those teams have been pretty lousy lately. So baseball season's been kind of quiet around here. And the city, I think, left over from the Jordan years, really wants to be behind the Bulls. Yeah. Um, You know, every time... Every time Derrick Rose sneezes, the whole city kind of goes, "Ah, God damn it!" You know. But uh, it's just, I would, I, I was a huge Jordan fan. I would love for the Bulls to be great. I'm just not, I'm not really skeptical. I love Joe Kim Noah. I kind of like Derrick Rose too. I love Thibodeau. Um, uh,
1: Paul Gasol. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That you know awful.
0: But I just, I, I see these guys and I'm like, Ugh, no, you, yeah, no, there's no Pippin and Jordan out there, and I'll cheer for you when I can. But the town does love them. Um, Again, I think that Jordan has a lot to do with that. But when it comes to the Blackhawks, now we are here in the Midwest where hockey is very popular in Michigan, in parts of uh, northern Wisconsin, certainly in Minnesota. uh, The Dakotas, very popular place for hockey as well. Yet, Chicago seems to be a hockey town, somewhere around Game 6 of the Western Finals, (laughs) right? Very. And then all of a sudden, we're a huge hockey town. Like, everybody loves the Blackhawks all of a sudden.
1: No, I would definitely say it ebbs and peaks. So, you know, you have the the start of the season. It's been very popular. No one's going to talk about it, basically, from January, February, March.
0: Well, coming out of the lockout, they went on, like, the the historically long winning streak or something crazy like that, en route to winning the Stanley Cup. But for sure, if we're going to eradicate... Native American names, Blackhawks, no, 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 it's the Chicago come lately. Yes. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, if we want to even stay with the Pioneer theme, then maybe it's the Chicago bandwagons. But I'll tell you what, it is ridiculous how many hawks fans just suddenly come out of the woodwork and then one it's the further we get in the stanley in the actual stanley cup final series cuz we've gone through this twice now it's just like it just keeps piling on Uh-oh. and you think you get to a critical mass so it's like we can't possibly have any more hawks fans they just keep on coming and you're like come on you there's no chance in February you're watching hockey. Yeah. There's no chance in April you're watching hockey. Don't tell me now halfway through June you're suddenly a hockey fan. Because I guarantee you are not.
1: I, I am right there with you. Uh, about eight years ago, I got free tickets via my company to go to a Blackhawks game. This is not when they were, you know, very good. I could not get a single person to go with me. Really? I went and sat by myself. And, um, you know, sprawled across the two, two seats. And I'm talking good, like, company tickets. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: next on the list, I'm going to go Easy. Uh, Anya, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the last easy one and leave you the hard one. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians.
0: Oh, you have a different definition of hard than oh, I do yes, because yes. I have got one queued up for the last one. Well,
1: oh, perfect. Um, Cleveland Indians, great, great baseball team. Storied, you know, great fans, but just...
0: let me Let me just real quick, though. Redskins, offensive name. No other Native American team comes even close to the Indians when it comes to offensive mascots. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Chief Wahoo? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, to- totally agree with you. But uh, I've been to an Indians game, great stadium, uh, Thursday night, I think it's like dollar hot dogs, you know, right in basically the downtown area, mm-hmm. you know, that that bopping downtown Cleveland area. <laughs>
0: yeah, Cleveland rocks.
1: Um. But this one's kind of easy. I'm going to the Cleveland Chokers.
0: Oh, yeah. Because they
1: love the team, but God, they just can't put together a winning, a winning season, a winning franchise. And, and, you know, Cleveland, Cubs fans have it bad. Granted, club, Cubs fans have it bad, but right there next to those Cubs fans, I think, are Cleveland Indians fans.
0: Now, as a Bills fan, are you offended when either somebody else or you yourself equate the Bills and the Browns? Because people, the, to the the common observer, the franchises are eerily similar, and you don't want to believe that, but it's really hard to deny.
1: The the only thing that would make me mad would be well, the Bills have never given up the team out of their city. That's true. That uh, you know that would that would scar that would that would tear a lot of people's hearts out, including my own.
0: Yeah, and I, I question whether or not the the Bills fans would be so. Although there was that was a weird period of time when the Browns came back and the the city embracing them, I I can see it being very similar in Buffalo too. So you left me with the last one, which is the Florida State Seminoles. uh, With the one that we're gonna we're gonna uh, diverge here briefly from from uh, professional teams, but I put it on the list because Florida is such a fun state to make fun of. And because, lest we forget, as we've mentioned several times on the podcast already, we will play the now 5-3 Miami Dolphins in a short week on Thursday following this week's game against Kansas City. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so it's always fun to poke fun at Florida because we have the Dolphins there, but also because it's fucking Florida and it's a goddamn mess. So I'm going to say that the um, since most people who don't want to pay income taxes and don't want anything to do with their wives and kids— uh, moved to Florida. I'm going to say it would be the uh, Florida deadbeats uh, in honor of all the guys down there who were definitely dodging taxes and probably child support so they can live somewhere where they don't have to turn on the heat.
1: That's, you know what? I was going to say uh, Florida State American greeters or something. Isn't the guy who uh, embezzled tons of money, wasn't he like a big Florida State booster?
0: Oh, probably. It's all, I mean, it, it has become a trope now and this I think this arose probably seven or eight years ago on the internet, um, Fark was the first place to do it, where they had all the news items, and then they had a whole separate category just for crazy news out of Florida. And, <laughs> and other, and other people have adopted this, but it's it's ridiculous when you're reading um, absurd news stories. Nine times out of ten, the Dateline is somewhere in Florida, usually in Dade County, where where Miami is. So, um, I mean, if you're not going to be, if we're not going to embrace the American Indians. Who originally settled the area? Then certainly we can embrace the deadbeat dads who have since inherited the area from the Native Americans.
1: Correct, and, and, and being Buffalo Bills fans, who the American Indians were great friends to our beloved mascot. Yes, the buffalo, bison, the bison. Yes, that's correct. Uh, you know, we want to we want to feel for these these people that are being slandered, if you could say.
0: True that. So, Cass, best case, worst case scenario Ugh. for this week's game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Excuse me, the Kansas City BBQ.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, well, best case you know, honestly, I think best case scenario is is it's actually a tight game. A game that we yeah. we are in and we play Best
0: case scenario. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, I I think so cuz I think that would be good for the team to come out And be in a tight, close game, but handedly, like we we play well, so I'm saying it's like a 24-17 win. You know, it's close, but Orton doesn't have any picks. You know, there's no real, real stupid plays, but we still win. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario. Is 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 obviously a loss of of some sort, but it, it would be it would have to be a very injury heavy loss Ooh. coming off God, of a bye week. You always know I the know. way
0: to find a nerve on yeah. these things because that's not even where my head is at. But Jesus, Cass. Oh,
1: well, I know. But coming out of a bye week, you're like crap. These you know we we want the guys to be rested, and then all of a sudden, and we need
0: them for this four game stretch.
1: Correct. So and all of a sudden it's one, two, three, and we're we're gonna be in a short week next week. So
0: yeah. So we. I have been saying now for weeks on this podcast that we make these predictions not accounting for turnovers and fluke plays and, and weird shit that sometimes happens in football. Um, so I'm going to keep that in mind when I say my worst case scenario is we win by three points. I think that unless we have some really bad turnovers and we lose the turnover battle by a lopsided margin, which I'm not saying is beyond the realm of possibility, I'm just not banking on it. We're going to win this game. Um, and I'm basing that on last year's performance. We came out. Nate Hackett, who I know Bills fans love to hate, had a great winning formula to beat what is essentially the exact same, same Kansas team. City yeah. Chiefs team. Um, so I think worst case scenario, we have to win on a last second field goal. That's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, I think we have a blowout in us. We have won four of the last six matchups against the Kansas City Chiefs. We've played them each of the last, now, seven years, which is unprecedented for a non-division opponent, and we've never lost two years in a row. And sprinkled in throughout those wins have been some blowouts, and we're due for one now. Opening
1: we, opening day, uh, 2011?
0: Yeah, something like, yeah, we beat them like... Forty-one seventeen. We hung 54 on them yeah. a couple years ago. So, yeah, it, it's in us. And I, I know that you know, we're comparing apples and oranges because those are different teams, different coaches, different scenarios, different everything. But I think we have it in them. I honestly believe that, especially if Sammy Watkins is healthy. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll be here on uh, sometime next week on the short week. Like you said, uh, we're actually a little late getting this out, but obviously we can't publish on a Friday Next week, because no. we'll have already played a game by then. So we'll have to rally the troops. Hopefully by then, Bill's phone works. Um, I say that, but he's not listening, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Suge probably won't be with us either because he has a conference. So it might be just be the two of us again next week. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Billsandbeers.com. Again, best way to find us, tell your parents, tell your friends, tell everybody you know. Uh, iTunes is a great way to subscribe. And Cass, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun to be back at the bar watching these Bills play. It's weird being away from the team for so long in the thick of the season, so we're really anxious to get back out there. No word yet on the kits for Sunday. Um, Although I do believe that's predetermined. If it wasn't, I'd have to believe we're going white on white. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll get the first win of the year in the blue unis. We'll have to wait out and find. What? We'll have to wait and find out. There it is. I'm Lars for Cassie, for Bill, for Sujit, and the long-forgotten Jeff Day. Go Bills! Let's go Buffalo! The bills make me wanna shout!